right, welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Today we have a really awesome episode for y'all. I'm here with Ross from Be Ready PT. Yo. And our very special guest, we have Amy Bream. What's up? So this is going to be a really cool episode. Um, Amy, tell the people a little bit about yourself and why we're talking to you today. Well, uh, thank you for that introduction. Uh, I am a, a competitor in CrossFit, and I'm also an adaptive athlete. So I was born without the majority of my right leg uh, because of a condition called PFFD. I got into CrossFit uh, fairly recently, actually in 2021, started competing, and I've been in it ever since. Awesome. And I do want to get into some big news that we've seen recently. Um, you recently had an announcement about what you're doing with your fitness going forward. Yes. Uh, this year, I actually just tr- uh, joined the the proven team um, for this season and in training. So that is very new, like as of uh, this past month. So we're definitely into it now. I am I am feeling the effects and in, in, in a good way. It's been awesome. Yeah, they, uh, they have a really interesting training program and a big camp now here in Nashville. Mm-hmm, they sure do. Uh, I'm curious just to know if the proven team has offered Jace, your dog, any new swag (laughs) or how they're including him in the process. That's a great question. They have not offered him swag yet, but I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to that because Jace would be honored to to wear a sweatshirt by proven. I saw you uh, throwing a hoodie on him the other day. (laughs) He seemed pretty stoked about it. Yeah, I thought he was going to hate it because he's a pretty stubborn dog and he he was thriving. Put that hoodie on and he walked around like he owned it. So. Love it. I always love dogs and costumes. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. Um, So, you know, to date this podcast a little bit, we're right in the middle of the open. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you doing? How did you like the first two workouts? Mm -hmm. Were they good? Uh, Yeah, they went well. Um, I mean, every workout in CrossFit, especially in in something like the open, is meant to find your strengths and weaknesses. So like anything else, you know, I was frustrated with points and then, uh, you know, it was nice to see progress in other movements. So right now I'm do, uh, doing well. I'm seated, you know, where I want to be in order to go to the games. Um, so we have one more week and we actually don't have any other qualifiers after this. So for adaptive this year, it's three weeks and done. So it's like, you need to make the most of it. So I've been redoing workouts more than I'd like to, but, uh, <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you just got to do what you got to do. So. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's the pressure of the old regionals format where mm-hmm. if you were not top, you had to redo it. You didn't yeah. get the chance of quarterfinals or anything. And, uh, how does this workout look for you going forward for the last one? Uh, you know, same thing, things I like about it, (laughs) things I don't, uh, you know, it's good. Like I just know, you know, certain strengths and weaknesses, uh, the weight for me in particular is going to be, you know, a struggle a little bit, but again, it's just going into it with the right mentality. Uh, amazing things can happen when your adrenaline is going and you know what's on the line. So, uh, be smart about it and, and I'm excited to try it out. I'm actually going to do it right after this podcast. That's awesome. I love the workout. I think it's really well done. And I think the open has been pretty good this year so far compared to some past years. Mm -hmm. Um, but tell us a little bit about CrossFit in general. How'd you get into it and when did you become a competitor? Yeah. So it all just kind of happened very naturally. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I actually work at a boxing gym down the street, um, and had been weightlifting a little bit, um, for like the past year. I picked up my first barbell, honestly, in like 2019. I'm, I'm really new to it. Um, and then, um, in 2021, um, two things happened. My, um, coach for the first two years of CrossFit came to work with us. Um, and he was doing the non-adaptive open. And then I had an adaptive athlete on Instagram reach out to me and say it was the first year CrossFit was hosting adaptive divisions competitively. And I didn't even know what that meant. I, he was literally like, it's 20 bucks to register. And I was like, I can't do that. And he's like, oh, you have a couple months to train, like see what happens. And, um, I signed up. I didn't even know what it was. Like I paid 20 bucks and I was like, where are we going for the open? Like I (laughs) I didn't know anything. And then, um, I, I went to, um, 
you know, who became my coach. And I said, Hey, can I kind of follow you around a little bit? And then, uh, I just, I'm pretty stubborn. So I started picking up on things pretty quickly. And then, you know, being the first year of the adaptive open, I just had a lot of opportunity to progress. Um, and I actually was able to go to the games that year, like six months in, which was very overwhelming. Incredible. Yeah. Brand spanking new. (laughs) Um, but I, I, you know, it's, it's taught me a lot about myself, um, as an athlete and as just like a person facing fear and, you know, doing things that I didn't think I'd be able to do in the past. So, um, I've loved it and I'm just continuing on. Yeah. Amy, I can't remember. Are you a fan of the office? Ross, that is my all time favorite. Yeah. Like, Two days ago, I almost texted you a meme that popped up in my Instagram. It was a picture of Stanley Hudson. Uh-huh. Or no, it was a meme from him. And it was said me uh, about CrossFit. And it was Stanley saying, yeah, it's kind of stupid, but it's my thing now. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I love yeah, that. I like always that send you. those memes. I very yeah. much relate. Yeah. And your experience <laughs> with the Open kind of sounds like a lot of people's experience from the Open. You know, mm-hmm. as a coach, I'm like, hey, are you doing the Open this year? And people are like, what's that? I'm like how do you not know? We talk about yeah. it all the time. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that was even my experience. I started CrossFit in January of 2014 and they got me into the the open that was in February. I was like, all right, we're taking this for yeah. a ride. So that's really cool. Um, and for the listeners who aren't really in the CrossFit world, but really interested in the PT stuff, CrossFit is an incredibly rigorous activity. You know, even when you do it right, it starts to break down the body. So I kind of want to talk about your recovery process. And mm-hmm. I know that you work with Ross a good bit, but kind of what does that look like from the adaptive side? What are the similarities? What are the differences? And kind of, you know, how do we approach that? And I kind of want you to go back and forth on that. Yeah, for sure. So for me, um, I back in 2021, I did like literally one week of CrossFit workouts. And I was like, everyone help me. I need to like recover because this is killing my body and I'm brand new. Um, not killing my body. I just realized the importance of recovery along with the, you know, increased training physical aspect. And so for me, um, I started coming to Ross. What was it about two years ago? It was like, we, I think we had like a timeline of like four or six weeks leading to Wadapalooza. Yeah. Cause I first came to you, I had actually strained my bicep, right? Yeah. My left bicep. Injury. Yeah. And then, um, and you were like, trust me, don't do any pull-ups now. I was like, but I compete in four weeks <laughs> and you're like, no, trust me, I'm going to have you ready, but like do these things. And I mean, I had zero pain at Wadapalooza. It was amazing. And, um, that kind of helped me like, did you win? Wadapalooza? I did. Well, there we go. That's pretty interesting. I did. I did, actually. Um, Yeah, so that kind of just showed me the importance. It's funny, you know, like... I had always, I was one of those people growing up cause I wasn't really into athletics and it was like, Oh, it hurts. Just like take time off. Um, mm-hmm. and realizing that rest isn't necessarily just what you need to do recovering. And so actually using like active exercises and was, was very like kind of a newer concept to me and something that I didn't really understand well. So coming to Ross definitely helped that. And then we just kind of, you know, after that injury, it was just so helpful that I was like, I, Kind of like there are just imbalances I know that I have in my body that I can get better at. So we've worked on running. We've worked on just being able to use my adaptive side better and strengthening mm-hmm. my residual limb. Right. Um, for me, I use my left leg, obviously, and my left hip flexor a ton. Mm-hmm. So I've incorporated, you know, well, massage therapy. I go to a chiropractor. Um, those two things, like those three things with physical therapy, uh, chiropractic care and massage therapy have been the most helpful for me. I also do like cold therapy and things like that. Obviously nutrition, sleep, all that good stuff. Right. But yeah. I've just realized the importance of it all. Yeah. Cause your background really was like in music and being mm-hmm. an athlete is more of like an adult pursuit. Is that right? Yeah. I literally had never worked out in public, probably more than like 
five times in my life until wow. I came to Nashville and I joined a boxing gym for fun and it was all like, Oh, what's this? You know, like, <laughs> let me punch things. This is kind of fun. And then I like that all started in 2015. And so then I learned how to kickbox and it was just like, Oh, like I didn't think that was possible. And I did that. So like, I've always said weightlifting was impossible but I also said kickboxing wasn't impossible. So like, let's just kind of try this. And it just opened up this world of like trying things. And so, you know, I got into CrossFit and it's, it's funny cause I went to a very like kind of public forum very quickly and I wasn't expecting it. So I think people saw me and they expected me to have like this, you know, long background of, right. of knowing how to do all of this and, and to recover and stuff. I was like, Hey guys, <laughs> new, <laughs> I'm not sure. Tell me what I need to learn. Right. So, right. And, yeah. and what was that like to kind of be in the public eye quickly? Because mm. that's something that like could be very alarming, especially like you said, you've never worked out in public until then. And then you're like the face. So. Yeah, it was. Wow. It honestly, it's been a crazy two years to be honest. Um, good things and lessons to learn from, uh, and I have learned. Um, so I, yeah, I went to the games and I had had like an Instagram profile about sharing my story and my journey, like for at that point, probably about four years. So I was comfortable with that. Um, but, uh, I had a video go viral at that games. Um, and I gained like, I don't seem, I don't say this in like an arrogant way just to, for people to understand, I gained like 200,000 followers in a week. Was that the video in the Coliseum with the double unders? Mm -hmm. I was or it wasn't the double unders that, yeah, that was the year after, but, um, this was like a overhead press. Okay. I cried. Yes. <laughs> very yes. public forum. Uh, maybe I'm mixing those two together yeah, yeah. in my mind. Cause I've seen a couple it videos. Was in the yeah. 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 It, it was, was like you had failed a few reps and then finally, yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Threw it overhead. And, and yeah, it just, it, cool I just had like a videographer. We've become friends since then. And he, on the last day I was driving home from the games. Like I didn't win. Like it was just one of those years. I was like, all right, well got a lot of things to work on. And I left and he randomly sent me that video and it's like, I hope it's okay. Like I caught this and I thought it was cool. Like here's this video. And I posted it and like, I checked it 10 minutes later, I was driving home and opened my phone and I, I looked at my coach, I was like, I think this is going viral. Like, this is a lot. <laughs> like, and it just like literally changed my life for lack of a less dramatic way of saying it. Um, which, you know, uh, opened up a ton of opportunities. I've been able to be sponsored by Nike and First Form since and just like keep competing and, and do these incredible things. Um, but that was like a lot of pressure that right. I wasn't expecting. You know, it was, yeah. again, I was like, hey guys, like... I'm six months in the CrossFit, yep. like welcome, yep. you know, so it's, it's been a lot, but yeah. yeah. And that's an incredible journey. Now I want to backtrack for just a second, mm -hmm. um, back to the PT thing. Yeah. Uh, this question actually, Ross, uh, what are the challenges of working with an adaptive athlete? And what is something that like a lot of PTs could learn from? Um, or is that something that you go into when you're going through your PT education? Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a great question. I mean, in PT school, you get all of like a week like talking about, mm -hmm. Hey, here's, you know, working with different types of amputees and different congenital conditions. And if you want to go down that road, you kind of have to do a residency in that. Right. So a lot of the knowledge just has to come from your own study and your own, like, mm -hmm. you know, kind of ability to like imagine physics in your mind and apply it to biomechanics. Right. And so really if you're a PT or a, a trainer or a coach working with somebody who's adaptive, I think a lot of it is just like have confidence and don't be weird about it because like, and Amy's a, a great example. Like she's super comfortable just like having conversations about what she feels like she can do well, what she can't do well, really open about what she's feeling. And I mean, Amy knows when she comes in for a session, it's a lot of just like, Hey, I kind of want to 
get at this goal? Can we just like try three different things to try mm -hmm. to get there and see which one works best? And she's really great about that. Just willing to try a few things. And it's like, Oh, well, uh, thing a was just like a no go. And thing B was like, that just doesn't feel right. And then just kind of keep playing with it until you find something that sets that athlete up with the stimulus you want to give them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts about that? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with all of that. I think, um, if you're coming in, like if you're listening to this as an adaptive athlete, it's really important to understand, like, of course, you know, your body better than everyone, but you also don't actually know what you're capable of. Yeah. And, um, I think trusting like people like Ross and, you know, like all of my coaches so far, like it's just understanding like this is what I've, my perceived limitation has been, but like there are probably movements that you can be doing better. Sure. That even if you've worked really hard at them, like there are different ways to get the stimulus that you need and to be more efficient with your movements. And I'm constantly learning oh, yeah. that. So like I recommend physical therapy for any adaptive athlete, no matter how long you've had it, because there's always something that you can get better at. Right. Um, and it's not always just to like prevent or, you know, heal from an injury. It's like, you know, let's like become better athletes. Yeah. I mean, be ready is called performance therapy, exactly. not yeah. physical therapy. So that's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, and now that was, that actually brings me back to something I wanted to ask you about. You know, you were mm -hmm. talking about how originally kickboxing felt impossible and mm -hmm. then CrossFit feels impossible. And it's kind of that thing where like sometimes you don't really have that ex exposure to what you could possibly do. And you're kind of mm -hmm. paving the path for that. Mm -hmm. um, what are some ways, you know, you approach the mindset side of things? You know, what are the good things? How do you get through the hard days and how do you overcome some of those obstacles that seem like maybe this isn't doable? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think no matter what, because there are, are, there are going to be limitations, like just realistically, like my body is never going to front squat 400 pounds, you know, sure. like let's be real. But, um, I think understanding the importance of, um, mindset and the small things, um, the privilege that I've had, like, I think that's started to bring me so far, like probably in like 2016, 2017, um, I had a conversation with one of my best friends and I was like, I'm not very confident. I like, I, I just noticed how negative I was when I talked about myself mm -hmm. and to myself. Um, and so I just like wrote down like three positive affirmations and I'm like a very, like, I am not a happy, <laughs> like, let's say happy things all the time. Yeah, no like, vision boards. I am not that, but no, <laughs> my friend actually brought up the idea of a vision board the other day. I was like, mm, that's not me. Anyway, uh, they're great. But, um, anyway, so I started saying these positive affirmations. Most of the time I didn't believe them. I was annoyed. I thought it was crap, whatever. But I was like, ah, I'm going to try this for a couple months because I know that words are powerful and everyone tells me about this. So like, like I got to do something to change. I can't mm -hmm. just talk about it, you know? And, um, I just literally, I set an alarm on my phone and I did that for like a year. And then, um, I, you know, lived life, whatever, not really thinking about it. And I would do like tiny things that would make me a little uncomfortable. Like I didn't used to show my prosthesis in public at all. Mm -hmm. So I'd like make myself wear shorts and go out in public. And like, you know, I'd like call my friends before I'm like, I can do this. And like, you can do this, you know, like, <laughs> like little, like now things that I don't even think twice right. about. But at the moment it was a really big challenge for me. And, um, a year later I was having lunch with a friend and she's she kind of stopped I hadn't seen her in a long time she's like yo I don't know what you've done this last year but like you carry yourself completely differently than you did a year ago and um it made I was like what did I do I was like well I said good things about myself like and it, <laughs> yeah. it was just like that was such a small thing I was like what else am I not doing yeah um because most of the time I didn't even believe it right and I think just the power of consistency and repetition in like really small things like being intentional in small things and that can be applied to every part of life oh yeah absolutely and so like me seeing that um like 
I, I love the, the quote I heard Jordan Peterson say it once that was like, uh, it's not that the more that you do, you become less afraid. It's that you become more brave. Mm-hmm. And so I've just felt that in years since, like, no, I don't think twice about putting shorts on, but like I couldn't have competed at the CrossFit games then. And like, but because I stayed intentional with those small things four years later, I could, you know, face my fears at the CrossFit games and do right. that. So right. now as you've become more and more of like a public person, you're getting these sponsorships, uh, one of my favorite, favorite things about you is your like self-deprecating humor <laughs> online, like, or your willingness to like knock yourself down a notch uh-huh. in front of the world. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, I think you posted just that you'd like put two different shoes on that day oh, or yeah. something like that. <laughs> um, have there been any moments in training in like the last few months that was just like a funny moment of you're like, oh man, that was just another. Uh, actually, so this is really funny. Um <laughs> My first day, uh, so I went to, you know, now I've joined the Proven team. Um, I went there my first day and they kind of just showed me to, to kind of do a test session. We had like talked and I was like, I'm, I'm, you know, we might do this. We might not. Let's, you know, see how it goes. And of course I'm like incredibly intimidated because they're athletes. And I was like, well, okay. And I, (laughs) I didn't know, even know what to expect. I thought it was going to be maybe like a one-on-one. I show up and their whole team is there. I was like, Oh, I'm working out with Tia today. Cool. They're all watching. Yeah. I'm like, excellent. Um, (laughs) and so we were doing clean and jerks. And first of all, like everyone has been so nice and welcoming. And Tia is literally one of the nicest humans you will ever Mm, meet. She's incredible. Yes. And so just like humble and amazing and also owns her space. Like it's, it's, like she carries herself so well. Um, and my first day we were doing clean and jerks and I'm just in the corner trying to be as quiet as possible. I'm like, don't draw attention to yourself. Like don't breathe. Like, you know, it was just like one of those. And I did a clean and jerk and I kept bringing like after the jerk, instead of dropping it from over top, I bring it back down to my hips. Not because I knew that was what I was supposed to do, but I was just trying to be quiet. Like I didn't want to <laughs> drop the weight. Yeah. And so like T looks over at me at one point and I'm of course like, bring it down to my hips like it hurt you know like you shouldn't do that you should just drop mm-hmm, the weight from overhead sure. right and she looks at her and she goes hey girl like you should drop the weight from overhead because that's like a lot of extra you know on your body and I was like oh yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to be like well now she thinks I'm an idiot <laughs> but like I didn't want to be like it's because I'm trying to not make yeah. noise next to you yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty that was a moment for me <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's great because yeah that's like one of the first things coaching is like no no, no it's safe and okay to drop the bar so yeah. that you feel like a rookie when someone tells you that yep. I'm like well here we are yeah yep. <laughs> you should see the amount of weight that i dropped the other day when i wasn't standing next <laughs> yeah, to you exactly yeah oh goodness well i want to talk also about the adaptive community in crossfit and mm-hmm. kind of can you give us a rundown how that's organized how that's mm-hmm. approached um because you know i think a lot of people don't have enough exposure to that. You know, they, yeah. they love seeing the Tia's and, and love watching all the, the camps out there that, that do the open. Mm-hmm. But how does that work and translate to adaptive divisions? Yeah. So one, I mean, kudos to CrossFit for even taking this on because like adaptive programming um, and in competitions, like it is really, really hard. I explain to everyone, like someone's adaptation is literally like their thumbprint. Mm-hmm. You can kind of group people together, but it every single adaptation is like That's a cool way to so think different. It. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've been able to like learn from and meet adaptive athletes since doing this. Like, you know, that's what social media is really cool for. Um, But even another, like for me, you call it an AK, it means an above knee prosthesis Mm -hmm. because 
I'm missing most of my leg, but I meet other AKs and we still adapt things similarly, but slightly different because we have a different sized like limb or like our amputation was different or how we attach the leg is different. So again, there's just so many facets right now in the adaptive divisions, um, for the games, there's three adaptive divisions that actually get to compete in public. There's lower extremity, upper extremity, and, um, this year it's called multi-extremity. So like, um, you might have multiple things going on or like something neuro. Mm-hmm. Um, but there again, it's like so nuanced. Right. So I currently, I, it's anything in the lower extremity. We all compete together. So I'm competing with someone with two knees, two legs, mm-hmm. you know, it's any kind of thing. And same thing with the uppers. Yeah. Um, so it could be someone that has something, as, you know, almost all the way to the ankle yeah. As compared to, you know, you're all the way up at the hip. Yeah, exactly. Like I could be doing the same exact workout as, and I do do the same exact workout with someone with like, you know, one leg is like an inch shorter than the mm-hmm. other one, which certainly is an adaptation. Absolutely. I don't want to take away from that. It's just not the same. Yeah. And we adapt differently. And so, you know, like I would say right now, um, it's a really great start mm-hmm. and there's things that they're doing well and there's things to learn from. Um, but there it's can just can be so hard cause you're not always going to please everyone. For sure. And there's just, there can be a lot of noise out there. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to see it continue to grow. Um, but I just, at the end of the day, I want to be like an advocate and also a positive voice for it all. Absolutely. Um, cause you know, why, why would we keep continue doing something if all you hear is like negative feedback right. about it? So. Absolutely. Um, and in your mindset, what would be the next best step CrossFit could mm-hmm. take? Like, could it, would it be more divisions or would it be adjusting the way they define the terms or? So in an ideal world, obviously like it grows to the point where you can split the division. So like for, you know, lower extremity, cause that's what I'm most familiar with. Obviously you would have, you know, someone competing as AKs, like only with one knee, some, someone competing with two knees, someone competing with two legs, like mm-hmm. all of those things could be split. Realistically speaking though, that's not going to happen for a while because they need to increase participation Yep, and resources yes, and all that. All of it. And so like, there's this like back and forth where you just have to be like real. Um, so I would love to see, um, and, and also understand maybe sometimes the mindset between the adaptive programming. I think there are certain movements that, or certain things that can be done better, even with the current set of athletes and circumstances of like understanding how we all move our bodies. Um, and I think that's just like comes with time and understanding and talking to athletes. Right. Um, like I would honestly love to see, like as a step, like just bringing in athletes for testing during the off season. Sure. Yeah. Um, so you, they, they understand the energy expenditure for certain movements because it's a really neat idea. Yeah. Yeah. So you just like, you know, that's, and I've been able to make that suggestion before and I'm going to keep, you know, suggesting that I think that would be the most helpful because they have to, you know, they can't be that bias. They can't like think of specific people and be like, I'm going to make this work out for them. You know, right. like, no, not at all. They, it needs to be based on science. And so it's like, okay, well like let's bring in certain adaptations like AK, BK, two legs mm-hmm. and, um, just have us do the same workout, understand the energy expenditure and then like adjust the workouts to be able to make it not fair because that's not what it's about, but mm-hmm. make it more even, energy expenditure wise. Yeah. Make it accessible. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, kind of from your standpoint, it's not that you want it to be biased in your direction. Mm -hmm. You just want it so that, Hey, I'm competing against people who are similarly trying as hard as I am. Yes. Where a workout could be way easier because you have a knee or you have something else that's going to give you that advantage. Mm -hmm. And I mean, CrossFit talks about it as like, gaining a competitive advantage in the rule book is kind of illegal and sometimes it becomes illegal. And so that's, you know, it's difficult to kind of be in that situation where you feel like I might have to overcome more than someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, have you looked at the schedule for how they're doing the games this year? 
Um, not necessary, or as far as like timing, or well, so my my the, what I was leading to, yeah. I I may have this wrong, but I thought I read that they were gonna have age groups go before everyone, right? Are they doing that with adaptive as well, or do are we? Um, in previous years, it's always been like adaptive. And age groups have honestly gone like first thing. Yeah. Because um, I think I think the new setup, and I might have this totally wrong, is mm-hmm. like get them done before the mm-hmm. games even start. Because I think they're pushing the games back a day this year. So oh. they might be taking strides, and this is just me being an optimist, mm-hmm. towards allowing the expenditure of all the other divisions that aren't just the, the pro open division. Yeah. So maybe they are looking forward and hopefully to expanding adaptive divisions and all that because yeah. they won't be short-staffed on judging and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, cool. Um what are your personal goals with CrossFit? Like, what do you, as a competitor, you know, yeah. just as you, what do you want to accomplish? Oh, what a great question. Because I've been asking myself that a lot lately. Um, you yeah, know, about the vision board, you know? <laughs> the vision, exactly. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring out Pinterest, yo. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I realized that this year, two big goals. Um, one, this sounds like a little whatever, but just say it. I, I want to enjoy the process. Okay. Uh, I've been very, like this last year, um, I think I went from year one to being so green and mm-hmm. new and being like, this is fun. And you like progress so fast cause it's all new. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like year two, I learned a ton. Um, you know, my coach like brought me so far and it was great, but I personally like put such pressure on myself yeah. for things to go a certain way. And it honestly just didn't go that way. Yeah. And it was really like, it was all about the competition. Mm-hmm. And I realized I was like, you didn't really enjoy the journey. Right. And a three day competition in 365 days a year is not worth it. No, it's not. You know, especially if it doesn't go like you want it to. Yeah. So just like enjoying the process and mm-hmm. realizing like, like, I mean, I had this conversation with my sister the other day cause I wanted to like complain about certain things X, Y, Z. And she was like, Amy, like if circumstances, even if they're hard, if they weren't the way they, if they weren't the way that they are now, you would not be as good of an athlete as you are. Right. Like you have to work really hard to be able to keep up with everything that's going on. And because of that, your athleticism has improved so much more than it would have otherwise. Um, And so that is something that I'm like, okay, like I want to look at that and be like, let's just become the best dang athlete you can Mm -hmm. this next year and just enjoy it. Like forget about like, obviously I'm a competitor. I want to win, but I'm like, forget about that. Like, it's not really about that. Like it's about a bigger picture. It's about setting up adaptive athletics for the future, being a positive voice, um, and just seeing what I can do. Right. And, um, yeah. So enjoying the process, becoming as good at everything and my weaknesses as possible, but honestly just being like grateful for it. Yeah. And, and the reason, you know, enjoying the process is hugely important. The reason Mm -hmm. I say, just say it is a lot of times, we feel like cheesiness doesn't work. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is we need to all enjoy the process. You know, like yeah. I know that coaches just yell, trust the process all the time, but it's, it's true. It's a fact, especially in CrossFit, you know, you have to take the time to develop and do all of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I love that you're kind of leaning into that. And, you know, something I've been working on recently is like mm-hmm. you either choose your heart or your heart chooses you. And mm-hmm. it sounds like you're choosing what gets to be hard for you yeah. rather than living a life that may actually be more difficult without the fitness. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you kind of mentioned in there like the impact that you're having on like the global community for adaptive athletes, but just everyone in general who pays attention to CrossFit because they're getting exposure to learning more about Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So, you know, as outside of of being a competitor, do you have goals as far as how you want to have an impact on people into the future? Yeah. um, And that's another thing. Like I love competing, but for me, that's not my end goal. Um, And especially like adaptive athletes being in uh, athletics, being in like the first couple of years, you can't really make it your full-time gig. Just like, you know, 
financially, like let's mm-hmm. be realistic. And so for me, it's been a great personal journey and a way to open up doors to other things. So like, I would love to see this as like a platform to honestly, like I'd love to do speaking. Like I'd love, I'd love to, you know, for adaptive athletes and non-adaptive athletes, because I want to come from the place where it's like, you can hear motivational speeches all the time, but if you don't have action behind it, it's right. like, what's the point of mm-hmm. this? Um, and for me, it was, I want people to understand, like, I didn't grow up an athlete. I literally started working out in public in 2015. It's 2023. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, the first time I picked up a barbell in 2019, I said, what's bench press? Like, that's <laughs> right. how green, like, for people to understand. Yeah. Like, I didn't know, like, snatch, what? Like, none of that was even in my vocabulary. And literally, it was just me being intentional with tiny things at a time. Like, I didn't pick up a barbell and was like, I'm going to do CrossFit one day. Like, I actually, like, you know, because was one of those people that snubbed CrossFit yeah. at the time, you know, and it just was this journey because I've made really small intentional decisions. And like, I hope like on, you know, whatever platform I have, whether it's competing, whether it's speaking, whatever Instagram, I want people to be able to see my stuff and like apply it to their own life. Like they don't have to want to compete. They don't even have to like necessarily want to work out. It's just like, Hey, you don't like how you like what you see in the mirror or the way that you talk about yourself, like then say something positive about yourself today. Yeah. And like, that's the kind of stuff that I want to communicate. I want like middle school girls to see me and, and not think, Oh, that's cool, but it's not attainable. Right. It's like, I can do that in my own life and my own own version. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, and I think that we should all strive to be whatever, whatever we're doing to Mm -hmm. be positive role models for whoever's watching us. Cause you never know who's watching whether you have five followers on Instagram or a hundred thousand, like people are paying attention and, and, you know, being a good influence is always a good thing. Now, have you noticed at all if you have impact on other groups outside of the adaptive community? Cause also Mm -hmm. you're a woman in fitness and that's a whole thing in and of itself. Yeah. I've actually, um, had a lot of really great conversations like on Instagram and then Honestly, like at Wadapalooza this year, uh, I was just approached by some people that weren't adaptive and it just kind of, kind of was this eye opener for me. Like I try not to like read comments or like, you know, DMS to a certain extent, just because I'm like one, I don't need to be like constantly puffed up or like upset. Like, right. I don't, I don't want to think about like, I'm posting this to get this reaction. You know, it's just yeah. like, I want to be me and whatever people do with it. Cool. Yeah. And it could also like, you know, if you puff up that ego too much, you'd be yeah. like, Oh, I don't have to work hard. Cause I'm awesome. already." Exactly. And then you don't reach your goals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just like not my reasoning behind it. But so in, sometimes I just don't really think about like how many people are watching, mm-hmm. like you, you said, um, but I spoke with people like I've had just conversations with them, like, Hey, like, you know, I saw this post and it made me do this. And like, I saw this post and you inspired me to do this. And it's just been like, wow. Like it's cause it's not even like a, look at me go it's Mm -hmm. just like wow amy like the it's the cycle of like hearing that inspires me to keep going and to do it with a better attitude right you know and it's just like it is like this source of accountability because i mean i started the crossfit open um like the adaptive athlete on instagram reached out and he's like you should do this and i literally told him no at first i was like i'm gonna look like an idiot Mm. and then i talked to a good friend of mine and i was like i literally said i this sounds like I'm intrigued enough that I can't stop thinking about it. Cause I told myself I'd give like myself a weekend to think about right. it. And I was like, but I just don't want to look foolish. And she's like, well, your entire platform on Instagram for the last three years has been like, try something new and don't care what you look like. <laughs> so yeah. like follow your own advice. Yeah. She's like, this is probably like time for you to take your own advice and like live out what you say. And I was like, well, dang. Um, <laughs> so I did. And then it just turned into this. So it's like that one, you know, whatever level and platform is like, it is accountability for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and you know, the reason I asked that too is because like 
you know, you're having an impact on a greater community than just adaptive athletes. Does it ever get frustrating that maybe that's the first thing people approach about you? Or is that something that like you've grown into and where it's like, that's kind of just where things are going to go. And then we go beyond that and learn who Amy Bream is. Um, you, as far as like adaptive or as far as like inspiration? Or? No, I just mean like in life, yeah. you know, is it, is it frustrating that maybe people look like that's the first thing they see about yeah. you is that you're adaptive yeah. or, you know, is that something that you're comfortable with now? So it's funny you say that it doesn't really bother me about the adaptive side. Cause I've had, I, I've had, I was born with a birth defect. Mm-hmm. So I've had every conversation, every question under the sun, right. so, which is why I started sharing. Cause I was like, I don't get offended. Like right. ask me a question. It trust me. It will not shock me. <laughs> um, like I've heard everything. And so, um, um, that doesn't really get to me in in recent I think when I'm going through like my personal struggles like if I'm going through a hard time it's hard to hear all the time like you're such an inspiration yeah because I'm like yo I'm tired mm-hmm. <laughs> like someone else pick up the torch yep. here like I yep. I need to be filled up right now mm-hmm. um and that's just like me saying honestly you know like again it's it's been a hard year yeah. for me um but I'm starting to get kind of my juice back yeah. a little bit um because I've had like really great conversations with athletes and non-athletes where they're just like, Hey, this is bigger than mm. this is bigger than a competition. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you go be inspired by other people, sure. you know, it's just like, don't make it about you or whatever. Like just be a good person, be you right. learn. And then however people want to take that, like let them take it that way, but it's not why you're doing it. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I know that like when you're in the public eye, a lot of times people don't care about the person, right? Mm-hmm. People look at, you know, the the actor or the athlete or whomever mm-hmm. it is, and you know, they care about what they're doing mm-hmm. and like the entertainment they're providing. But yeah. a lot of people don't end up looking past that and wondering, you know, how's the person doing? Yeah. So that's why I ask because you know it can be difficult, especially with how fast this has gone for yeah. you, to kind of feel like pe- do people care about me as a yeah. person? Yeah. yeah, and it's fun. I, you know, I know that you have a, um, I'm sure this is very helpful, that you have like a crew of people that you're with throughout the week mm-hmm. that I feel like, you know, even talking before this podcast, you gave examples of them both lifting you up and both like kind of keeping you on level ground mm-hmm. and you know, oh, some yeah. of those things. I'm sure that's a, a big part of it. Yeah, um, and, and I will say that about the CrossFit community, one, it's actually like really positive. Yeah. Obviously there's everything, like, you know, everything's going to have its negative sides, mm-hmm. but like... Um, I actually, even on social media too, I really haven't had like the quote unquote haters. That's great. Like, I mean, you know, you're always going to have like a small percentage, but like they're so, it's like, you know, you live your life, you sound miserable. Right. Um, but for the most part, everyone's been really supportive. And for me again, it's like, I, I'm very open and I try to be very open and honest on Instagram, but it's understanding that I don't process on the internet. Mm -hmm. Like I process with my core group of people and there's very, I mean, I can count on one hand the people that I trust to speak into my life for accountability. And I've learned to set up boundaries, especially since leading on this public journey. Cause at first everyone was telling me what to do. And I was like super overwhelmed. And then I was like, nah, these are my people. Y'all can tell me when I'm being not the greatest and they do Mm -hmm. and it's not easy and I get mad at them and whatever but it's like uh you know me more than anyone like I trust you and I'm gonna listen to this and that has been like really really pivotal for me because I am a human and I'm weak and I can be the worst sure so like having that input and then by the time I'm talking about something on Instagram most of the time it's like I've processed this with my people. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with you guys hearing it because no matter what your response is, I know what my take yeah, is. Yeah, you've already it. made it to the, the resolution and yes. you're sharing the resolution with us. Yeah, yeah. So that's been the best like system, I guess, for me for being like, okay, I can have a good head on my shoulders right. even like with all of this. Yeah. So That's awesome and that's amazing because I think a lot of it, like the psychology of being an athlete is really difficult and mm-hmm. if you know you have people constantly you know, focusing on one thing but mm-hmm. the mind of the athlete 
that can get neglected even even from anybody mm-hmm. in any athletic position. Yeah. So, um, and now I'm curious, what kind of um, resources are out there for adaptive athletes who are trying mm-hmm. to get into CrossFit? Is there a program out there being written, um, or is that something that's still kind of open and yeah. we need to find? Well, I think it's a mix of both. One, um, I will say there's a program um, called Wheelwad, okay, um, where they are pro- the by far the most prominent in the mm-hmm. adaptive community and I think the most well-versed in it. They have an adaptive competition in itself and also are a part, they're the ones that program for Wadapalooza. Um, there's a few more adaptive competitions. I'm actually hoping to go to one called Oceana Throwdown this coming September in Australia. Um, they're involved in that. Um, but they have really great programming. There's also like um, Adaptive Training Academy is, mm-hmm. a, is a program. Um, what I'm excited about too and what I've loved, like even, you know, with my coaching so far and joining the proven team is like just creating that awareness. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I talked to the coaches over at proven, they, they said, they're like, Hey, like we're not, you know, you're our first adaptive athlete. Like you need to be open. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to, we're going to help you and you need to tell us what's working, what's not all that good stuff. So just, I think for adaptive athletes who don't have like people, you know, if you're in a small town, you're like, well, what the heck do I do? Mm -hmm. Go find people like Wheelwad and like they do have online programming. Go reach out to uh, athletes with similar adaptations to you on social media, like advocate for yourself. For sure. Um, And also like go to your local gym or wherever and be like, hey, like I want to do this. I'm going to do this. How can I adapt safely? Because yeah. like like Rostin, I don't know if you have, had worked with another above the knee athlete before I walked in. Not an AK. Yeah, and it was just one of those things where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but like let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, Yeah, I'm totally down. Like let's figure it out. And, yeah, and yeah. I think you know for a lot of people, it's probably just learning together. I, you know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of great coaches out there that may have zero experience, mm-hmm. but if they know coaching and yes. they're willing to learn with you, lean into it. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um. So. We're kind of at the end here. Uh, Anything you want to plug? Where can they find you on social media? Uh, What are your sponsors? I know you kind of mentioned them before, but let's let's really yeah. yeah. Uh, As far as sponsorships, I'm sponsored by wow words. Sponsored (laughs) by uh, Nike First Form, and I'm part of the Proven team now. Um, And I have I'm on social media as one leg to stand on. Fantastic name. You gotta love it. Thanks. and I do, I mean, I, I actually have started like doing my own, um, one-on-one like online coaching. Um, you can all f- find that through my website, one like to stand on.com. Um, and it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm doing my thing and learning as an athlete and as a coach myself. So love it. That's Ross, awesome. where can they find you? At be ready PT, uh, where all the good fitness injury, <laughs> all the good resources are, uh, Amy, if you ever run for governor of Tennessee, <laughs> we're voting. We're voting. For That's you. it. Thank You're making you. all the change. Thanks. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you find podcasts, um, and we'll uh, have a new episode for you soon. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Nashville Fitness Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by our local physical therapy practice, Be Ready Performance Therapy. Head over to Instagram or our website. You can find us online at BeReadyPT.com or on Instagram at BeReadyPT. On our website as well as on Instagram, we'll have a bunch more great content in which we dive into things a little bit deeper on our blog as well as through our videos on Instagram. If you have any questions or comments of what you might like to hear or might like us to discuss on the podcast, please shoot us an email, chris at bereadypt.com or ross at bereadypt.com. It's our passion to answer your questions, so please don't hesitate to shoot us an email or a direct message. Also, we'd love it if you rated and subscribed to our podcast so that we can continue to make this podcast the best it can be.